This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by Champagne Video. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. Do us a solid. Check out our YouTube channel. This podcast is making me thirsty. Subscribe. Rate and review us on iTunes. If you dig it, please pass it on. Check out our website, SeinfeldPodcast.com. Email us at this podcast is making me thirsty at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at this thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at this thirsty. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 131. Today's guest is an actress and acclaimed improviser. She's the co-founder of New Angle Films. She's the author of Through the Screen, Secret Hollywood Tactics to Make an Impact in Virtual Meetings. And she's been in more than 70 TV shows and movies, including Zach Stone is going to be famous, The Amazing Spider-Man, It's Always Funny in Philadelphia, Veronica Mars, and of course, she played George's girlfriend and Susan's girlfriend, Allison, in three Seinfeld episodes, The Outing, The Smelly Car, and The Pilot. Please welcome Carrie Coleman. Carrie, thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. That was quite the intro. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> Can I call you every day and just be like, just go, just go. Yeah. <laughs> just go. Uh, so, Carrie, believe it. So, yeah, the shows Tony just mentioned there, one of our favorites of all time, The Outing. Yeah, one of, like I said, one of our favorite episodes, The Outing, written by Larry Charles. Yeah. Um, and that was the second episode actually to run on Thursday night, obviously where Seinfeld stayed for a long time. But so take us back a long time ago, 29 years. But what do you remember about the rehearsal process? Um, tell us a little bit of how that role came about for you. Sure. Um, that was that was the first of the couple episodes I did on the on the series. And if I'm remembering correctly, uh, I, I got the audition at the last minute. It was one of those ones. That I'm not sure that if they had written the character in um, later on, but I got the audition and then boom, had to go. Like it was literally that day. So I, you know, I jumped in some clothes, went down to um, to audition, and um, because it was so last minute whoever got the job was going to go right to work. So we all, it's, and it usually doesn't happen this way. Usually you go and you audition and then you leave. Right. Um, and then you either get the job, you don't get the job. And then you show up in a couple of days. This was like, we all audition. And then we had to sit in the room. <laughs> and then Mark Hirschfeld came out and he's like, okay, ladies. And you know, we all knew each other. I mean, you know, everybody that, you know, when you audition with them and um, so, yeah, so then I got the part and, um, and I went right to work. I, I like walked right on over and uh, it was just like, boom, here we go. Which is, like I said, highly unusual. And um, yeah, and the audition was fun, super fun. Cause um, I think Larry Charles was in there. Larry David was definitely in there. And I just remember auditioning for him um, was just, it was so much fun because he, a lot of times he doesn't look at you. So he's listening, right? And he's like this, right? And he's got his head down, he's listening. And then I read through it one time and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, take the sex out there. No, don't be sex, just take that out there and then keep going. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so he was like, yeah. So he was very, he was very funny. And I just, I, when I first read it, the part, you know, I, my audition was scene was the scene with George in the car where he's, um, 
saying, you know, he's saying that he's gay. No, no, yeah. Uh, and then I, and then um, uh, he's trying to break up with me, and I say I'm gonna, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gonna kill myself or whatever it is I'm saying there. So that was the audition scene, and I read it, and I was like, oh well, this is like awesome. You got to go big or go home here on this one. So I was like, so it. We did it, and, and uh, it was. I just remember how much fun it was in the room, and uh, yeah. So that's what I remember about yeah, that. I mean, you definitely bring it, like you said, the big, the go big or go home. I mean, it's one of the more emotional like uh, performances of any any of the the women in any of the time. I was really, to be honest with you, it's a, it's very emotional. You know, you get really into it. Um, curious at that point. Like, when did you find out you were doing that mini arc that you mentioned, the three episodes? At what point were they like, you know, you're going to be in, in another one and another one even? Like, is that brought up at all during the first, uh, in, during the audition or during the first episode? No, no, no. Uh, it wasn't until they called me. Um, I, I was like home in my apartment and my phone rang and it was Larry Charles. And he's like, hey, I want you to come and do this other episode. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So no, it wasn't. I'll, sometimes when you, when you audition for a role, it'll say possible recurring or they definitely, they'll right. say it's going to be six episode arc or something like that. But no, this was just, it was just one at a time. Um, yeah. And, you know, this is early on in your career. Obviously, you know, you did in Living Color, a couple spots with uh, Married with Children, but this was Seinfeld Thursday night. I mean, just take us a little back into that mindset. I mean, you, you mentioned like some of the people you auditioned with, you knew them, you knew the circuit, right? But was Seinfeld at that time in your mind, like the show? And it was kind of, it was literally just taking off, but. Still on an upward, wasn't it at that point? I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but um, of course everybody knew it and and I knew it for sure. Um, and um, <clears throat> I had seen Jerry, um, seen his sign, his uh, standup. Uh, cause I was with, I was with a group, we're an improv group and we used to play at the, uh, the laugh factory. So, um, you know, everyone comes through, you see everybody. Uh, so, um, I had, I had seen him for sure. And, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, of course it was a big deal and it was huge and it was, it was super exciting. And, um, you know, working on that show, I, I will say it was still, and I think it maintained it. I think they've all talked about this too, because when it first started out, everyone left him alone because I don't think that they thought it was going to be a hit, right? I mean, people have yeah. told stories. About so, you know, usually when you're doing a sitcom, there's a lot of people on set all the time and you're constantly doing, um, you know, read-throughs and you're constantly doing run-throughs for everybody and there's changes all the time. And this was really Jerry and Larry and Larry's show. And um, what made that great is it was just, it was just playtime. It was super fun. Um, you know, uh, you know I, I knew that uh, after I got the part, I knew that um, they thought it was going to be a really funny scene with George, uh, you know, with this character that they'd written to put in the car with him right. and they couldn't wait. So they're like, no, we, we just want to just get Jason down here. We just want to read it. Let, let's just put you in. So they put us in two chairs. Right. And, um, and just to run through it for people. Cause they were so excited to like, you know, to, to see it. Um, so that was, that was really fun. But I, I but I also, I was trying to remember, um, that the first episode, um, at the, like, this was such a great example of what it was like to work on that show. We were, I don't think, and I know you guys had Paula on here. Maybe she said something about it, but if I'm, I don't think the original ending was how it was written. I think there was an, it was another thing because 
what I remember is Jason and I were waiting for our cue to come in and Jerry was talking to, to Paula, right? So that was at the end of the show and we're going to come in on them, but I don't remember if something was different. Anyway, we misheard the cue and we came in early and, um, and, and we're like, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And Larry David was there. He's like, no, 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 that was great. That was great. Let's do that. And, and, you know, right on their feet, they just were rewriting it. Great. So if you come in there, it's going to be this, but take out this, do this, blah, blah, blah. Let's go and go, you know? And it was, so it was just like, okay, let's go. Um, so yeah, so that was really, that was very fun. Yeah. I'm guessing your, your improv background probably helped a lot on that too, as well. Just having, being able to kind of work on the fly like that uh, as they went through that. Was there anything else? Yeah. As far as in those scenes with George or anything like that, where they kind of let you, uh, have a little bit of that. I know it's written really well, obviously Peter Melman and, and Larry Charles, but was there any improv going on there at all? No, no, no. It's, I mean, it's just written so well. You just yeah. don't need, I mean, the only thing they let you do is just sit in the moment of it, you know, sit in the emotion of it and play it, you know, which is so much fun. And then you just, you know, you just get to do it. And like, you know, it wasn't written um, like at the end of the show when, when, what's the name? He tells me he's buck naked. That's his, yeah. that's his. Then you get turned on. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't written in there because so that was just me going, oh, well, this this woman would like be like into that. You know, that would be like, oh, all right. So I just did that, you know, and they were and, and um, you know, so that kind of stuff right. they let you do. But, but it's That's just, great. you know, it's so well written. Um, I'm buck naked. Um, and then <laughs> I remember also going into wardrobe and there was a little mention that they kind of wanted me to look like um a little like Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction, right? So, because, uh, you know, I was a little, I'm a little like uh, aggressively uh, something in that show, right? The character Allison is. So, they, you know, with my hair, I know I had like huge, like, you know, curly hair and stuff like that. And and um, uh, and, the, and that kind of big sweater thing that I'm wearing at the end, it's like a thing. So that was the look. They wanted me to look a little bit like her, which, um, you know, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's a little intimidation there for sure. I mean, and to your point, the show starts off with a bang, like you yelling, I don't want to live. And you're repeating that, right? Um, you're killing me, you say to, to Jason. I mean, just like, boom, right out of the gate. But I mean, to be a part of that show, I mean, the outing, you know, and that show lives on, right? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like such an impactful show, such a just incredibly written show, right? Could be written today. We talk about that. Who knows? But I think that was the the beauty of Seinfeld and kind of, you know, weaving that, you know, subtlety on a network television show. Right. Um, but that show packed with you mentioned it. Paula Marshall was on that show. Uh, Barney Martin, Estelle Harris. Did you did you connect with any of those other kind of side characters during the week? I'd kind of love to hear about kind of day to day that week on um, on the outing. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're working as a guest star, you definitely, you, you talk to everybody and, um, uh, you know, but everybody also on, in the cast was so welcoming and so nice. I mean, Jason is just, he's incredible and he's amazing. And, um, you know, you couldn't ask for anybody better to work with than him. Um, and, uh, he even, <laughs> I had gotten the part over a friend of his who had come in to read for it. So that was one of the first things he said to me. It was like, you know, you got this over my friend. <laughs> That was like, oh. oh, wow. <laughs> um, 
But um, yeah, uh, but he was he was really uh, he was just always really terrific. And you know, I mean, ever, just Julie Louis Dreyfus is. I mean, what a you know what an amazing actor she is. And Michael Richards, they were all very very uh, welcoming and, and fun to talk to. And Jerry, Jerry was always on set, and there was, so it was ne- it was always um. It was never a feeling of, oh, we're done now. And now we're going to all go back to our trailers and, you know, separate and then come back just to get the job done. It was people hanging out on set, people talking, um, you know, grabbing lunch together, grabbing food. Uh, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a good atmosphere. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, so, you know, after the first episode wraps uh, the outing, you get a call from Larry Charles to say, you know, come back for the smelly car, which is written by Peter Melman. But I guess they probably intertwined that story where now you're back and you run into 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 George and Susan in, in, the, in the diner and you and Susan sort of connect. Um, right. That must have been fun. To, and just to kind of know, like, oh, they must have really liked this character. They're bringing you back. Um, you know, maybe take us through that that scene or just kind of coming back for a second time. Did you feel a little bit more at home? And how, how soon after the first one wrapped were you? you know, back shooting the second one, um, if you remember, or like what that was like as far as, you know, coming back. I don't remember how many episodes are in between those two. I don't know. Uh, between that and the smelly car. Uh, it, was, um, the, it was two months. So February 11th, the the outing aired, and then um, tax day, April 15th, smelly car aired. Okay, so, so it's probably about that time, yeah, to go, you know, to go back. Um and uh, yeah, it was very fun to just be welcome back and be like, hey, I care, you know, so people, people know you. Um, and um, and then I just remember we went, we we got it up on its feet and we went into rehearsal and I come out of the bathroom. Right. And um, and I don't there was like an extra who was standing there like on the phone. And I was just like irritated with him and um, you know, the character. And so <laughs> Jerry came up to me afterward and he said, you know, the writers are all talking about how you just have that typical New York vibe where you're just like irritated with everyone. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I guess that was a good choice to make. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a very fun, uh, that was a very fun thing to do to like stand there with Heidi and, and, uh, and do that thing over Jason where he's just like looking back between the two of us. Yeah. Somebody told me, and I don't know if this is true. Um, but somewhere that we're written up because evidently we, th- th- what they told me was that that was the first time on network television that a same sex woman couple, lesbian couple was portrayed there where it wasn't a drama. So we were the first time it was a comedy because it was before Ellen um, and uh, had come out and all of that. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Wow, yeah, I'm thinking Ellen was yeah, Roseanne, remember that one time maybe, or usually it was like 97. Yeah, this was before Roseanne too, probably, right? So I think mm-hmm. Roseanne may have done it at some point in time, but um, yeah, I mean, it, either way, it's definitely, yeah. One, I mean, and, and that's the pilot too, where you guys are definitely together, not just the second episode. Now you're back for the pilot where you're, you know, you're, you're arm in arm watching George and laughing and you look so, uh, and it's funny because your, your character in the other two episodes, like you mentioned, had this, had this angst and had this, you know, emotion and was kind of gritty and, and yelling. All. But then that scene with, with, with Susan, you look very happy, content, you're relaxed yeah. and you're watching the pilot. It's, uh, it's great. Yeah. Susan and I are very happy to this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. always, we always wonder. Yes, exactly. Um, Heat alert that just went off on my phone, by the way, that was a heat alert. Good grief. Oh my God. It's, it's hot in California folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you met you mentioned Larry David earlier, and um, you were in Sour Grapes. 
I was. Love hear, we'd love to hear a little bit about that experience and just like overall Larry, like how Larry was was on Sour Grapes for Seinfeld. I mean, and you, you know, coming in, you didn't really know who Larry David was, right? On, on Seinfeld as a young actress. Um, yeah. And obviously we know who he is now, but we'd love to just hear your thoughts on kind of Larry David yeah. before he was Larry David, if, if you will. No, there was never before he was Larry David. He was always Larry David. Always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sour Grapes was, uh, that was another thing. Uh, Mark Hirschfeld just called and said, hey, do you want to come in for this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and then I got on set and uh, it, it was um, it was fun because it was Larry having, this was his world, completely his world. And um, uh, it was just that, you know, that one little scene, but you know, completely, you know, the same kind of tone that he always has where you're kind of, you know, having animosity towards each other and things like that. But, um, but yeah, he's just, Larry is so good at, um, he's like a surgeon, you know, when it comes to cleaning out everything you don't need. Um, and, uh, that was like, it was, you know, when I, like I said, when I auditioned for him, um, and you know, I, I, to say, cause I, oh, and now I'm remembering cause I came in and I did the second scene too, where I come back and this is the time that George is going to tell me that he's gay. Um, and that, cause he's trying to get rid of me. And so I came in really heavy with the, you know, like, oh, you know, the, like the sex kind of stuff, you know, and that was when he was like, no, 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 do it without that, do it without that. So, uh, he was just, you know, he's just a, he's a master at that. Um, and it was the same way on the movie. I just remember we were just, it was that little scene and, um, and he just stands very close. He never goes, he doesn't go very far away. Uh, and he's just right there cause he hears it, you know, and he can see it. So yeah, it's, it's very fun working with him. Very fun. He was, uh, he, he, when we were shooting the pilot, right. When everyone was, and it was all on the soundstage and everyone's set was set up. So everyone had their own little vignette. You remember? Cause they went around yeah, and they showed yeah. it. Oh, that's so great. We so you all were there together. Yeah. I mean, at different times, of course, but right. you know, there were some, I don't remember who else was there, but they had all the different sets set up. And so, uh, Heidi and I were hanging out on the set waiting and the two of us were sitting on the, uh, on the couch together. And, uh, <laughs> Larry came over and he's like, well, well, look what George missed out here. Menage a trois, right? The, right. Uh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you touch, I mean, we'd be remiss. I mean, you, you have, you, your resume went over it earlier. I mean, your, your resume speaks for itself with, uh, you know, starting with the living color and then, um, you know, working with Brian Regan and Bo Burnham and it's always sunny. I mean, these are some, some of, you know, it spans generational talents of, of comedy between, you know, Larry David, probably the pinnacle of that, but still, I mean, um, you know, I'm guessing, like 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 Chris mentioned, Seinfeld was one of your earlier episodes uh, shows. So as you move through your career, kind of moved on to some of these other bigger shows with names and stuff like that. I mean, what did you take with you, kind of just from the Seinfeld experience that you kind of brought and saw in these other sets when you were working with some of these other other talented people, as far as you know, comedy goes, and especially improv. But it's always sunny. I know that they do a lot of improv on their show, but maybe you could just touch on like just your, your thoughts on just, you know, how, how you learned just from the Seinfeld set, how to, how to work on other sets. Well, like I said, the writing was so good on Seinfeld that it, um, you know, it wasn't a matter of trying to make anything better or try to make something work. Um, Cause, and you also trusted that they knew if something wasn't working, they knew how to make it work, you know, and they knew it wasn't working. So if something was like, you know, you didn't have to worry about that. Um, 
Whereas sometimes when you work on other shows, it, it something's fallen flat and you're going, wow, I, I how, I, I don't, you know, is anyone paying attention to this? And usually, you know, everyone is, but it's like, you don't, sometimes you don't have that same level of trust that you have, you know, that you had on Seinfeld. But what I, I think what I took with me mostly is, I think it's just the, the energy of that show, you know, and knowing that, um, they kept it so, uh, it crackled, you know, on that, on that set, even in rehearsal. And, um, I think part of that was because they were, they had such a good connection, the cast did, but, uh, but it didn't ever, it didn't ever, um, stray far away from who they were, you know, and who they were together as just people in general. And so it was a fun set it was really fun to be on. And so realizing that going forward onto other sets, if, you know, if, it, if you're not getting that same feeling, you can make it yourself, you know, reach out, talk to people, um, you know, find that connection with someone, find that energy that, that you need. Cause without that, you know, comedy's a little tough. <laughs> Yeah, and I think you mentioned this kind of the graciousness of the staff, the unselfishness. Like, and when fans, I guess, think about you know, the outing. Like, yeah, we we think about some moments of the the main characters, but it's Allison and Sharon, the NYU reporter, like that really kind of elevate the show to a new level. So you should really be proud about that. Um, so you're from Kentucky originally. I am from Louisville. Yeah. Louisville, Kentucky. So, ha- yeah, so how's a girl from Louisville? Get on the Well, first, In Living Color, which is a brilliant show. Tell us a little bit about how you kind of got your start, um, I guess, in the business, but specifically in Living Color, if that was your kind of first first gig. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the first ones. I mean, the first sitcom I did was was Married with Children. That was the very first one. Um and um, that was that was a learning experience, too, because I remember um, I went in the room and, and read for it. And I'm, I'm this um, reporter and it's a whole thing about there's a beer tax that's going on. And so they're going to there's a riot in the streets over this beer tax. Right. So I'm reporting on this. And um, I remember in the audition, I did it. And then I could tell I was like, oh, that wasn't what they wanted. And so I asked, I said, is there anything, you know, that you'd like to see differently? And the writer, I don't remember who it was. It was she was a woman in the room and she said. Uh, remember there's a mob that's standing right in front of you and all around you. And I was like, I hadn't realized that when I read the script, I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. And that was just like, Oh, right. And that just leaves this whole thing of like, you're trying to be really cool because there's these people that are all around you and you just don't know what's about to happen. So it just made the whole, you know, whole thing work. Um, and so, yeah, from that, I learned to always ask questions, you know, to say, Hey, is that what you wanted? Or you want something different? Um, but then, yeah, in living color was, um, uh, yes, yeah, somebody sent that to me recently, actually. One of the sketches I did with uh, Jim Carrey, which is so politically incorrect. Oh, my gosh. He actually like knocks me out and takes me back in the cockpit of a plane to do, you know, something with me. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's so, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, speaking of things that don't age well, it's like, wow, that one did not age well. Yeah. Um, but that was, I just auditioned for it. I went in and, and auditioned and then um, I ended up getting a couple episodes of it uh, just as, you know, to do some bits with them, do some sketches. And um, yeah. So, and then just things started going from there. And, you know, I joke that you do, you know, like in my, in my twenties and my thirties, you know, it's like, you're doing all kinds of, I was doing all kinds of sitcoms and, and you end up playing everyone's girlfriend, everyone's wife, everyone's date, you know, that kind of thing. And then, and then you hit 40 and you start to cry on all the dramas. So that's, that's what happens. It's like, then you, 
become then it's like you know uh, I was going to put together a a short reel actually of all the times that I've cried on network uh, procedurals, you know, and it's like, oh, this is crying because your whole family's disappeared. And now this is crying because, you know, you're, you know, your fiance's in the husband and the hospital and like, who's going to take care of the kids, you know, and then this is crying because, oh, this is real. This one's really bad. Someone's dead crying, you know? So it's just like, you go, you go through all of that. So yeah. Time yeah, in Seinfeld, you cried because George is breaking up with you, right? So you did both. You did a comedy and a cry. So that was, uh, right. you got the right. quote there, which is great. Um, That's my thing, you know, I guess. I cry. I cry. Yeah. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about um, Impro Theater. Oh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm curious, because I, I watched some videos, and it's I'm curious if there's a way we could tie Seinfeld into Impro Theater. If there's any way to like improv, certain scenes or like classic scenes but i'd love to kind of hear a little bit about kind of what you guys are doing uh, at improv theater because it looks great yeah yeah it's a theater that i helped start like a billion years ago now um and uh we do narrative long form improvisation so we all came from you know playing like short uh whose line is in any way kind of games right you know that kind of thing and um we were all actors as well and so we wanted to do something different and we wanted to take improvisation out of you know like little small clubs and you know and little hole in the wall places and take it into you know big theaters so we started doing um, long pieces, narrative pieces. So if you came to one of the shows, like uh, we improvise Chekhov and we do, um, oh my gosh, we do Jane Austen and we do uh, Tennessee Williams and we do um, Twilight Zone and, and uh, uh, there's just some, and we do Sondheim, we do musical. But if you came to one of the shows, it's in a big theater and there's a set and everyone's in costume and it looks like a play. But it's completely improvised. So you come at the characters come out at the beginning and they and they get a suggestion to start and they go all the way through the half. And then they come out after the half and they ask which characters you'd like to have start the second act. And then they start again and then they uh, they finish it all. So it's performed like an entire uh, play, but it's but it's improvised. And I would say tying it into any kind of acting, any anything at all, it's auditioning. I mean, because you improvise the most when you audition. Uh, and uh, that's when it just comes into into play. And it's just such a, you know, such a great thing to have in your tool bag. But, you know, also there are sets when improvising is OK and when, when you do improvise. And so the, if you can do it, it's just always such a great thing to be able to do, especially if you're playing with people that are also able to do that. And then you can really have fun. Right. I would imagine that's what it's always sunny was was probably like. Right. Working with they. Them. Mostly on Always Sunny, I had to just keep from laughing because it was, um, uh, they had that bike. Do you remember the bike in this episode? <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you remember the bike, but the bike, yeah, I, I was just like, oh. And yeah, they they run like Matt. They just go, 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 go and take it to the nth degree, like take it as far as you can go and then some and jump off the cliff with it. And then they go back and edit it and see what they can, you know, what they can get away with. It's awesome. Yeah. Right. That show is to work on. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, I just picked up on, you mentioned, you know, you improv the most during the audition. I guess that's because you're, you don't have the full breadth of everything, right? So you're kind of working on the fly and figuring things out. And it sounds like it did help you on the Seinfeld edition. I know we talked about it, but you know, I'm guessing you did, you know, working with Larry and him telling you kind of things right then and there, you had to kind of improv right, right on, right on the set. So I guess, you know, to your point, that's, uh, it's definitely valuable. Um, yeah. Especially it, with the Seinfeld. It, it, 
Yeah, yeah. It keeps you, um, improv keeps you in the moment too, because um, you have to stay present because that's all you've got, right? It's the present and it keeps you connected to everybody on stage. Um, so it, and, and it makes you very facile so that you can, you can change like that, you know, and it's not a, it's not a big deal. And especially with, uh, with sitcoms, a lot of time you're taping in front of the live audience and you've got the joke line and it lands a little flat or, or it isn't what they want. And the writers, you see the writers are all, are they huddle, boom, boom, boom. And then they come out and they say, they pitch you two lines to, to try. They want you to try both of them. So then you run the whole scene again, no rehearsal. And you just try the new line, the new laugh line. And then if they like that one, we go on. If they don't like it, you do it again and you try the next line, right? So it's, um, yeah, it's a good skill to have. And, you know, Jason um, would come to our shows, would come to improv shows a lot. So it was nice to see him over the years. He would uh, he would show up at some of them and be very supportive. And his son uh, was uh, very interested in improv. So that's why uh, the two of them would come. So. Oh, nice. That's awesome. I mean, obviously, you guys had a great connection on set with uh, Seinfeld. And that obviously carried throughout uh, your career. And it's funny. Another fun fact. You're the only person to date. Right. Both George and Susan. Oh, Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's a fun fact. No one else. Uh, and so we, we, a lot of guest stars talk about, uh, you know, like I said, the unselfishness and uh, the fun they had on the set. Do you do you remember coming going to the season four rap party? Um, yeah, it was at a bowling alley. Um, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, and we uh, so we bowled. <laughs> it was that's really great. fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's a good bowler? Yeah, how does Larry Charles roll? Uh, good, and you know Peter Melman, heck of a bowler, heck of really? a bowler. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess throughout your career, I mean, obviously you mentioned some of the shows you're on, Jamie Foxx, uh, Philadelphia, but Seinfeld's got to have a special place in your heart. Are you most recognized from Seinfeld? Or I know you've done a, ton, a lot of Spider-Man movies. Obviously, the new Zach Stone, uh, well, not new, it's been around for quite a while, but it's, yeah. it's taken yeah. off now on Netflix as well. What are you kind of most recognized for, or what are you most proud of to oh, follow that? Out of all of it. I'm really proud of Seinfeld. It was just so much fun. And it was, and what's really funny is, uh, not funny, but it's interesting, is that it's had this resurgence, right? Um, a lot of uh, younger people are watching it. Um, I have two teenage daughters, and they started watching it, especially during quarantine. Um so, you know, it's, it's funny that, you know, they, they watch that and they watch friends, you know, all those, those shows from the, uh, from the nineties and I show up on a lot of them. So, so it's always funny for them to be like, mom, you know? Yeah. I didn't know you did this. <laughs> you dated, you dated George. Yeah. <laughs> and Susan. <laughs> yeah. That's right. George and Susan. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean that you were, I mean, that was quintessential Seinfeld season four. I mean, you, there really wasn't a bad episode of the mix. And obviously the episodes you were on were, were iconic. I mean, I, yeah, it, just something to be proud of for sure. Well, thank you. And it's, we, you know, uh, as far as being recognized, I mean, I think I look a little differently in that show. Cause you know, my hair's, it was, it's curly. I, this is me straightening my hair to be all cool, but, uh, but they just made it so big. I had so much hair that I don't think, you know, someone crossing me on the, you know, crossing by me on the street is going to go, Hey, Seinfeld. Mostly if anybody recognizes me ever, they think I'm their sister's friend. So it's, you know, it's, I, and I rarely get someone who stops me and says, Oh, you were in so-and-so. Now I'm married to an actor. Um, his name's Kyle Secor. He gets recognized constantly. He could be on television for like three seconds and he gets recognized. So 
it's kind of a joke, a running joke in our family with the girls where, you know, they'll, uh, someone will stop their dad and, you know, want to take a picture with them for something. And, and then, uh, and then as the person walks away, they'll say something like, um, did you not see SWAT? You know, <laughs> so, but I, yeah, to your point with, young, with, you know, Seinfeld now on Netflix and younger generations, you know, maybe that will change. But yeah, that, that curly hair was, was, a lot of hair. I, I thought we were going to see it tonight, but that's, that's yeah. all right. No, no, it's, it hasn't been around for a long time, but yeah, that big hair. That's yeah. Once you, when you're on the, when you're on TV in the nineties, it's a lot of hair. There's a lot of hair happening. So, yeah. yeah. It seems to be the, uh, the theme. Um, for just one, I have one more question. Just thought of it. Uh, when the pilot, I know you mentioned there was like the, each, each sort of anyone, the, how do I say the recurring characters who were watching the pilot sort of had their set set up, right? Um, were you there just for that scene or did, were you there kind of the whole week during the pilot shooting? Because that was an interesting the way they shot it, like the show within the show. Like yeah. Tom Sharonis was like the director on Jerry, but he was actually, you know, I was curious how that all was set up. If you were, if you were there for any of that, it just it was always fascinated me. It was kind of a, it was kind of groundbreaking in a way. I mean, you know, not many things were doing that besides maybe Gary Shandling back in the day. But other than that, it's, it was pretty um different if you will kind of do a show within a show yeah uh if i'm remembering correctly we all we like heidi and i just showed up for that bit right because they were they were they took a day to just shoot those inserts um and that was when they were all you know we were all on the same sound stage you know all the different little like i said the little sets for it um so i don't i don't think i was there for any of the other part of it i don't think so yeah Trying to remember. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was clearly an incredible run. I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like the only recurring Jerry girlfriend that lasted more than one episode was um, Melanie Smith, Rachel, who was, uh, what season? That was season five. And then the only recurring George, even though you were, you kind of dumped him, but uh, three episodes was you. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's rare that, a girlfriend other than Susan, obviously, but or Putty or someone that, you know, kind of a one-time girlfriend has those kind of mini arcs. So pretty cool. I mean, you're kind of part of the Seinfeld history and some of the greatest shows. But um, Carrie, this was great. We cannot thank you enough for, for spending some time with us. You I know you're, doing lot, you're doing a lot of cool stuff. The, the improv theater sounds awesome. Um, we'll link that up in here so people can check that out and and um, yeah, and you mentioned Zach Stone. That was such a very fun thing to do. It's, I think it's on Netflix now, which is really fun. Yeah, um, you. I just was gonna say you saying that. Um, it was about be you know it being you know such an interesting you know like an influential show and all that stuff. And when you're doing something, you don't realize it, of course. You know, and I was young and and you have, just have no idea um, how something's gonna land. And when it hit me uh, that I was going to be on Seinfeld and this was all happening, I was in New York because I was doing another show. I don't even remember what it was. And I was in my hotel room and my mom called me from Louisville and she said, Carrie, the news called and they want to interview me because you're going to be on Seinfeld tonight. And I was like, what? They're going to interview you? Like they want to interview my mom? And she goes, yes. What am I going to say? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll say whatever you want to say. And 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 after and she was, you know, and we hung up. And then I sat there and I remember sitting in that hotel room and going, wow, this is huge. Like it's so big that they called my mom. You know, <laughs> like that's yeah. right. That's yeah. That's a great That time. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That was a that wow. was, that was a funny thing. Yeah, from from LA to New York to Louisville, right? I mean, it was a America's show at the, at that time for sure, and still is. 
It's very true. Very true. And now like you, like, yeah, like I was saying, there's even more people watching it. So that's a nice thing. Exactly. Yeah, and hope, sure. those, hope those residuals keep coming your way. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Carrie. Thanks, thanks so again. Much, Carrie. This was so much fun. Well, thank you guys. All right. Turn Bye.